Hey guys, welcome to episode 8 of Dealing with Stupidity. For questions and comments, as usual, for questions and comments, please email me at dwstupidity at gmail.com. Go to the website, www.dealingwithstupidity.com, where you can head over to the contact page, fill it out, and it'll email me. Or through Twitter, at dwstupidity. Did you guys have a good New Year's Eve? I hope everybody was safe. I hope you guys uh, followed my instructions. No drinking and driving. No acting like idiots. Trying not to blow your face off and what have you. But I'm going to try something a little bit different this year. Excuse me for the heavy breathing. I'm going to, my New Year's resolution is to try my best not to use the word fuck. We'll see how that goes. So, uh, if you're hearing that little noise in the background, I've got heaters going in my uh, room here because of uh, it's cold as shit outside, and for some reason, things aren't going, this room's cold as fuck. Well, see, I already broke my New Year's resolution. So, this week... Uh, before the first of the year, my plan all year was to find a new job. Didn't go so well. But, you know, over the last few weeks, it made me think of a few things. Why people look for another job and so on and so forth. And, uh, one of the things I came up with is because of horrible coworkers. They're everywhere. They'll make you hate your job more than what you actually have to do at work. But I'm gonna I'm here to help you get through it. Every job I've ever had, there's been at least one coworker that doesn't pull their weight or is a pain in the butt to work with due to the laziness or whatever. There are several types of inept coworkers, but here we are, just a few here we uh but here are just a few <laughs> That I've come across more than a few times over my years of employment at various jobs. Before I begin, though, let me let me point out that I am by far not the best employee or coworker out there, but I do my job, whatever it may be, and it's with probably ninety percent accuracy, two percent two percent enthusiasm, and one percent that may sway either way depending on my mood. So enthusiasm never or rarely gets above 3% because I'm tired of making other people money while I'm getting the shit into the stick. And I haven't found the right situation to take that plunge and be my own boss yet, but that's for another another podcast altogether. Um, so without further babbling, who are the most common types of shit coworkers that annoy most normal folks? And uh, I hope... You take note, and I hope you are not one of these guys. Hang on. I've got mic problems again. Excuse me. Damn it. I swear, one of these days. Sorry about that. One of these days, I'm going to invest in a fucking mic stand. God, screwed it again. (laughs) So far, I'm not doing well on my New Year's resolution. One of these days, I'm going to invest in a damn mic stand that doesn't get loose, that I don't have to mess with, and it'll just, uh, 
Never mind. So my normal bitches. So anyway, sorry. The first horrible coworker or inept coworker that people can't stand is this guy showing up for work whenever the hell you want, late almost every day. This guy is everywhere. I don't care where you work. And for some reason, I've worked for companies that just don't seem to notice because the boss comes in late or whatever. But your fellow employees do notice because that's a little bit more of a burden on them until you get your ass to work. Because mainly, you're usually the guy that wants them, they want you to fill them in on what they missed because, you know, they're, they're late. One guy I worked with was five to ten minutes late, sometimes 20 minute late, minutes late, at least three times a week. First thing he would always ask once he showed up would be something to the effect of, what did I miss? What's today looking like? Something along those lines. So being the smart ass I am, one day I say, you know, if you got your he- your ass here on time, we wouldn't have to go through this shit all the time. You, I wouldn't have to fill you in. You'd know what's going on. And we don't, we don't have to do this round and round thing, you know, back and forth every day. His response to me was, well, 10 minutes isn't really late. In what fucking world? If you're supposed to be here at 7, 710 means you're late, you dumbass. So time doesn't exist in your world. I get it. Don't be this guy unless you want everyone to hate you for the first few hours of the day. It gets old. Don't be the guy that's late every day. And they want to come in and be filled in on what the hell's going on. The other people that, the other type of horrible employee, coworker that people don't like, or you know the uh, the guy or the guys or the people that act like complete maniacs when the boss is late, the boss or manager or whatever you have isn't in, has to take the day off, and everyone like acts like idiots. It's like you were back in school and the teacher is out out of the classroom for a bit, or you got the substitute teacher. Well, it's the same thing with managers and bosses, I've noticed. When they are out a few hours or gone for the day, it seems like everyone wants to act like dipshit and nothing gets done. And just everybody's going bananas. Don't be one of these people either because there's always someone that is relying on you to do your job regardless of the boss being there or not. I'm guilty of this. Every so often. But, you know, there's also a group of people that are on the other end of it. They need your help and all that shit. They need you to be doing your job, not just away from your desk and fiddle farting around in another part of the fucking building or just doing whatever because, the you know, their boss isn't there. So I'm going to act like a dipshit and just wander around all day. You know, and yeah, like I said, I'm guilty of this every now and then. Because, you know, I'm not that enthusiastic about my job. But, you know, there are times when I'm like, where where the fuck is so-and-so? I need his help with this. But, again, grow up and do your job. Unless you hate it and couldn't care less about the building if it got struck struck by lightning and burned to the fucking ground. In that case, go bananas and have fun. I get it. 
But don't be that guy that every time the manager or the boss disappears, you disappear and you go do whatever excursion you do and just everybody's fucked. I'm not doing too well with this fuck thing. Anyway, don't act like a fucking three-year-old. That's basically what I'm saying. You know, back in grade school when the teacher, when you had a substitute and everybody just acted like complete asses, don't be that guy. I mean, come on, you're you're an adult. The next up. The next up. The next one up. <clears throat> Learn your job. This is another guy that's everywhere. If you don't know, then ask. But if you ask the same question over and over, then you are either too stupid for this job, refuse to learn it, or you're just a lazy jerk-off. I'll go with the latter because most people refuse to learn their job because they are lazy turds and there's always someone there to help them. You know, why bother learning the job when someone's always going to be there to help you out and do your job for you? Well, anyone with a sack will eventually stop <laughs> will eventually stop helping you. Or if they're or like me, I'll start telling you how to do your job wrong so hopefully you'll get fired or transferred to another department. Just so I don't have to hear your voice and dumb questions anymore. Learn your damn job. It's simple. Especially if it's an easy job. And especially if you get if you're asking the same questions over and over then you really have some kind of mental problem where you can't retain anything or you're just that damn lazy. And to you, I say, go hump yourself. And I've done it before. I've had people ask me at jobs, ask me the same question over and over. You know, not every day, but, you know, you start hearing the same question from the same guy, I'll just start making shit up. I'll make it up just just. So somebody eventually that you have to answer to will chew your ass out and you won't come to me for information anymore. I just don't want to hear it. I got no time for people like that. And that falls into this category. Take some initiative. Refer to what I was just talking about. Don't be that guy that can't make a decision and always ask someone else's opinion or you will eventually come across someone like me. Again, I will tell you how to do it wrong just to jack it up and you look stupid. People like that are my few forms of entertainment at a shitty job and I will use it for my form of entertainment all day long. You know, if you come with me the same question every day, so-and-so needs this over, uh, needs this tomorrow, should I use FedEx or UPS or blah, blah, blah? Ah, they don't really need it that bad. Just do it regular regular shipping. Just, you know, send it regular mail. They're just trying to push buttons. They don't need you. Especially if you come to me all the time with that. I'm going to start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess you up. I will mess you up. I'm not the only person out there. There's people that do it. It's annoying as shit, man. Super annoying. It's like dealing with a kid asking the same question all the friggin' time. All right, eventually I'm going to tell you, yeah, go ahead and uh, put your hand in that fire. Grab that. 
And then, then there's another type of coworker you should never be is the guy who keeps information to himself. Whether you mean to do it or not, you're a jerk off. Take a few seconds to give your coworkers or people in your group a heads up about current situations on important projects, especially if you're one of those guys that has to leave early before the rest of us. Give everybody a heads up. Say, hey, this is going on with this, with this, that, and the other, or this, this project. Um, I've got this going. All we need is an answer for whatever, you know, stuff like that. Fill us in on what's going on if you're if you're one of those people. Shit goes so much smoother when everyone's on the same page, and it doesn't make everyone look like a little league group of morons. If you do it on purpose, thinking it makes you look better than everyone else, that makes you an asshole and should be beaten like a rented mule, taken out back, strapped to a pole, and just whipped with a friggin' garden hose. Don't be that guy unless you want your coworkers to leave you in the dark every chance they get. Do not be that guy. Fill your coworkers in. Let everybody know. Let every, Make sure everybody's on the same page or you all look like jackasses. I mean, that, that's simple. That's just being a nice person. That's just being a regular person, unless you're out for yourself, in which case that shit will backfire. And this guy, there's another one. The... I mean, we're talking about grown people here. Calling in sick all the time. Yes, it does happen. I mean, all age groups, everywhere you go, there's going to be the one guy that calls in sick all the time. And you're an asshole. I worked with this one guy before that called in three Mondays in a row. And he would come in on Tuesday acting all pitiful and whatever like he was really sick. And he was a horrible actor. Just an incredibly incredibly bad acting job. You know, you're a grown man. We aren't stupid. You're a grown man, and I use that loosely. I mean, this guy was in his 30s trying to pull some shit that a first grader better knows than to do. You aren't fooling anyone. All you're doing is making yourself look like a bitch. And every now and then... That's one thing, but this coming in every Tuesday, three Tuesdays in a row with that fake boohoo crap, Tuesday morning bullshit. I was sick all weekend. It's ridiculous, man. You're being a pussy. If you call in sick because you're an alcoholic, then you know own it. Don't don't bitch it up like we're stupid. On top of that, the shit gets. Get your shit under control. If you're an alcoholic and you can't handle drinking on a Sunday night, fucking stop drinking on a Sunday night or learn when to stop. I mean, grown men, grown freaking men acting like, you know, oh, man, I came out with something again this weekend. Yeah, Magically, every weekend you come out with the same thing that makes you smell like bourbon the next day. We're not dumb. Don't be that guy. God, that's annoying as shit. That's really annoying as fuck. Those people that... When you're sick, magically sick, every Friday or every Monday, 
if your boss or manager or whatever doesn't catch on, then they're dumb as shit too. But your coworkers notice, and that that's going to make them dislike you even more. Grow up. Grow the hell up. Next, proofread everything. This one that gets this one gets me all the time. It, it gets on my nerves like you wouldn't believe. You know, don't hand me some shit or send me an email with grammatical mistakes or spelling mistakes, even if nobody else is going to see it. I don't want to see it. I'd like to read English, thank you. It's just rude. It makes you look more of a jerk than you already are. There's no excuse for either, especially in this day and age. If you're emailing me or you're typing something up, anything, spell check is right there on every, it's in every email program I've ever come across or I've come across in the last 30 years. Every document that's spell check, you know that little red squiggly line that means you're you're misspelling shit, dummy. You're just a lazy bastard if you don't know how to spell check. All right, let's say the program doesn't have spell check. Well, you're at a Google machine, fucking Google it and see what how to actually spell it. There's no reason for that this day and age. Even if I'm the only person that's gonna see it, there's no reason for that. As far as proofreading there's some things that get by spell check. So just take a second and read what you just typed before handing me over a document. If you read it and it's all jacked up and you can't stop mistakes, then spot the mistakes. Now, how the hell did you ever get this job? I was handed a report one time and it took all up almost a whole page and it was one long run on sentence with the only punctuation being commas. It didn't even have a period at the end of the one long run. I'm telling you, I shit you not. It was a good long paragraph. So I had to ask the guy. I said, what the hell is this? What are you giving me here? This is one long sentence with just a bunch of commas. Well, nobody's going to see it. You're right. Nobody's going to see it, including me. I handed it back to him. I'm not. I'm not reading it. I'm not. I'm not signing off on that. I, I'm not reading it any further. Do it like you have some sense, and then give it back to me. I'm not signing off on this, but nobody else is going to see it. I don't give a shit. I'm looking at it now, and it's giving me a headache trying to read this crap. Do it like you've got some sense, then give it back to me. I'm not putting my initials on until I can understand what the hell you just handed me. And I tried to explain, and he was getting pissy with me. Like, come on, man. Man up, man. Don't don't be this guy. I don't care. I wouldn't hand you that crap just out of, you know, being an adult. Don't hand me this crap. I mean, you know, on top of that, I tried to explain it. What if somebody else does see it? Then we look, you hand me this garbage. I sign off of it, and then we both look like a couple of dickheads. Does that does that make sense? Probably not. He's a moron. Don't do that. Proofread everything. Spell check everything. Make sure you don't look like some kind of jackass that just got out of fucking third grade. Okay. God, those people make me in it. Make me sick. And I, you know, I got one of those guys real recently. 
Yeah, I'll work with one of those guys. I'm not holding him back. I don't give a shit if he listens to this podcast or not. Or not. I got, I've worked with one of those people. Doesn't know how to spell shit, but he won't look up how to spell it. Won't you spell check? One long run on sp- sentence. It's just, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And then, here we go. Here's another guy not to be. Don't be this this guy in the office or in the workplace. Don't be the goofy guy that makes weird friggin' noises all day. I had this weird son of a bitch I used to sit that used to sit near me at a fucking job. Everybody wanted to kill him. But he sat next to me. I really wanted to kill him. There's no proper way to handle it but tell him to shut the hell up. Shut up or I'm going to strangle you in the stairway. But I don't know if everybody wanted to kill him. I sure as hell did because he sat right next to me. It's one of those guys who'd sing to himself or talk to himself or make some stupid animal noise. You know, he's one of those guys I like to go hunting. Or at least he told everybody he did. He never showed us a damn picture of anything he killed, so I don't know if he was any good at it. I'm thinking no. I think he just liked making barnyard noises while he's jacking off, so he, he got his rocks off that way. I don't know. He would make these, like, turkey calls and duck calls and quail noises and shit like that, barking dogs, just all that kind of, just a fucking goofy bastard. Man, it got old. Man, it really got old. Don't be this guy. I don't give a shit if you're the top pig caller in the nation. I don't want to fucking hear it while I'm at work. I do a lot of hunting, so I got to learn my calls. Motherfucker. I don't know if it's good or not. I don't care. You sound like a dipshit, and you need to be fucking committed. Fucking goofy bastard. I think he had mental problems. Now that I think about it. Either way, just shut the fuck up. Don't be that guy. Don't sing to yourself. Don't talk to yourself. Or if you had an argument with your bitch, and you're, I don't know who you're bitching to. I don't know. Nobody wants to hear you. Nobody wants to hear your problems. Oh, my God. It's just, it's just nerve-wracking sitting next to somebody like that. You want to punch them. You really do. And I think there are instances where you might be able to get away with it. All right. Anyway. But that's basically it. That that's the first version of uh, horrible coworkers. If you do any of these things, change right now. Stop it. Just stop it. I mean, I don't know how to fix this shit, but you know, you can't just go around slapping the shit out of coworkers to do this shit. You know, I'm not one of those guys who go bitching and moaning to a manager or whatever. I'm not built like that. I'm not a crybaby. I just get angry, and I'll tell you how to do shit wrong. You know, and, you know, I just want to do my job, go home, not be any more irritated with the job that I already have, and then get these assholes to make your job that much tougher to get through during the day. 
just, you know, the best thing you can do is just try to ignore it, leave these crazy jackasses in the wind, go home. It really doesn't affect me one bit. It's just annoying as shit when you see grown men act like children. Man up, for the love of God. There's really no lesson that can be taught here unless you're guilty of any of this shit. And to you, I say, man up, do your job, and don't be one of these people because somebody out there wants to strangle you. Like I said in the previous podcast, I hate my job more than anyone can imagine. But that's what I get paid to do. So I do it. And if you're making a job I hate that much more difficult because I got to listen to your ass or you don't give me information I need or you hand me a document that looks like a fourth grader wrote it, you're going to get something from me. It's either going to be a smart-ass look, smart-ass comment. I'm going to do something to make you look like a fucking tool. And I'm not the only guy out there. Don't be this guy, any of these people I just explained, or you will look like a jackass eventually. Unless you're one of the boss's bitch boys. And then all you can do is just bite your tongue, go the fuck home, and hope that guy dies in a car accident. So, you know... Did a little more digging on people like this and whatnot, shitty coworkers, and I found a little article in Forbes that might help make some very good points, but also I disagree with some of them. <laughs> it's called Eleven Tips for Dealing with Lazy Coworker. Dealing with a lazy coworker by Jacqueline Smith, Forbes staff. Didn't get the date. Anyway, she writes or it could be a dude. I don't know. Do you work with someone who takes two-hour lunch breaks, makes a dozen of personal phone calls a day, takes naps at their desk chair, or maybe they frequent the restroom or surf the web all day while you hustle to keep up with the daily workload? It's not uncommon to come across a lazy coworker, and they're not always easy to deal with. Carping and tattling won't get you anywhere, like I said. But there are a few things you can do to alleviate the issue. Here are 11 tips for dealing with a lazy coworker from Steve Robbins, an executive coach and top 10 business podcaster. Number one, don't let them distract you. Don't spend your day focusing on the fact that your lazy coworker is constantly checking Facebook, texting or snoring at their desk next to yours. Try to tune them out and focus on your work. Well, Stephen... Stever, <laughs> easier said than done, my friend, but that is a good point. Ignore them if you can. Worry about your job. Do it and go home. To, tell, to hell with them. They're not your, really your concern. Unless it interferes with your work, don't worry about it. Tune them out go home. Number two, don't get caught up in the issue fairness. Life isn't fair. It sucks, but he's right. It sucks. Every job I've ever had has had its clicks. And if you think they don't exist, then your head is up your ass or you're in one of these clicks and you don't realize it. Favoritism, cronyism, and nepotism is a son of a bitch. And it's everywhere and there isn't a damn thing you can do about it. I've seen it all. Favoritism, cronyism, and nepotism. I've seen all three of them in one job. Number three, don't let it affect your attitude. If you waste your time and energy being angry or annoyed about your lazy colleague, 
Your work performance may start slipping and you may be less pleasant to be around. A hostile colleague is just as bad as a lady, lazy one. Lady one? Now, that's great advice, and I've fallen into this trap more than once. I got discombobulated once and rattled by something out of my control, and I ended up, like, I ended up looking like a crazy person. It was completely my fault for thinking it would change, but like I said earlier, nepotism and favoritism are everywhere. My best advice on that, just let it go. Look for another job so you can get the hell away from it. His fourth one, don't tattle. Exactly. I mean, he's got a long paragraph here. Um, here we go. That might make you look like an apple polisher, so don't do it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't speak up. This one is tricky, he warns. It depends on the situation and the boss. Some bosses might say, thanks for letting me know, I'll investigate. While others may tell you, it's not, jo- my jo- it's not your job to worry about your coworkers' performance. It can make you look bad, but if you go to your boss and say, I'm at the point where I can't go any further with this project because I'm waiting for Bill to finish his part. What can we do about this? It gets the point across without seeming like a tattler. If they expect you to review your coworkers' performance, you should be honest, Robin suggests. What I suggest, don't ever tattle. It's a bitch move. It can alienate you from the rest of the group. But like he says, if asked, be honest. And if you're asked, open up and let it out. But sometimes that's a trap as well. If the person you're opening up on is one of the boss's little bitch boys, then he's baiting you into a trap. And don't fall for it. At this point, you should know who are the favorites and who aren't. But... Sometimes, you know, if you don't give a fuck or if it's not a little bitch boy and you're just getting to the point where, you know, you're looking for another job anyway and you don't give a shit, let it out. You know, if they ask, yep, no one is a dumbass. Dumb as a fucking rock. If he had a brain, he'd take it out and he'd try to fuck it. Yes. Nolan is a cunt. He's horrible at his job. I don't care. I'm sure he's the one that polishes your knob all the time, but you know what? Like I said, if he had a brain, he'd pull it out of his head and he'd try to stick his dick right in it. You know, whatever. whatever however you want to put it, that's that's up to you. Number five, don't let their ways rub off on you. Yeah, don't get sucked, sucked into the bullshit. Just don't don't fall into it just because he gets away with it. You know damn well you won't. If there is favoritism in your workplace, and there probably is, you will get noticed fucking off before the boss's little bitch boy. Remember this, and I'm telling you now, this is truth. Anybody tells you any different is has no clue what the hell's going on. Ass kissers and brown noses get away Get away with a lot more shit than you will. Promise you. Number six, don't let their work become your responsibility. If you're one of the, let's see, he says, if you're on the same team or share the same responsibilities, don't pick up the work they aren't doing. Remind them of tasks and deadlines. 
But don't let babysitting your lazy colleagues colleagues consume you too much. Uh, consume too much of your valuable time. Good God, I can't read. Not much else I can add here. He's right. Don't let their work become your work. Okay. Don't don't pull the extra mile if they're not willing to pull the first ten feet. You know, and it it might work in your benefit. Just pull this asshole to the side and say, hey, 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 hey. Look, man, you're not leaving me with this shit. Get with the program and there's going to be a problem, okay? And if you get smart with him, just say, look, I'm just saying, do your share. I'm not pulling your weight around here. I've got no problem kicking you down an elevator shaft. Get with the fucking program, dickhead. Number seven, don't let them affect your success. A lazy colleague can hinder your progress. If your boss notices work isn't getting done, don't let the blame fall on you. This is your opportunity to speak up if you haven't done already. Done so already. What I have to add here in the real world is if the slack ass isn't pulling his weight and the slack ass is the boss's little bitch boy, you're fucked. You're going to be the bad guy in the situation. Number eight, use the opportunity to become a leader. This may be your chance to really step up and prove you can deal with difficult situations. I'm going to stop him right there. I don't agree with this one. Screw that. I'm going home. This is his problem until he makes it mine. Until you make it my problem, I don't give a flying fuck, really. Now, I'm not going to jump up and become a leader. I'm not going to be that guy. You look like an asshole. Unless it's somebody you really, really want to bury, and you can really do it well. And I don't agree with this one. Screw them. If they're looking like the jerk ass, let them look like the jerk ass. You can tell them a little bit what's up, let them go. You know, I'm not going to rat someone out, somebody out unless they're being a dickhead. Then, you know what? Shit's out. We're going. Gloves are off, baby. Don't gossip or complain to other colleagues. This is number, number nine. It's unprofessional. You could cause misunderstandings and hurt feelings, Robin says. I agree with this for the most part, but fuck feelings. Don't do it for the pure fact that it's another bitch move and you look like an asshole. And on top of that, people will turn on you in a heartbeat, make themselves look better. So unless you really, really trust a coworker, another coworker, don't complain, don't gossip. If you trust them, you know, share your stories and whatnot just to get shit off your chest. But chances are you can't trust anybody. Number 10, communicate with your coworker. I said this before. If this is making you look bad, you pull them aside and say, look, shithead, get your crap together. There's going to be a fucking problem. You know, and this is what he says. Communicate with your coworker. He or she might not be lazy. Instead, they might be unclear of the task and deadlines. Well, if that's the case, 
Why are they in this job? If you don't understand your job by now, fuck you. Be clear about goals, deadlines, and commitments, Robert suggests. Sometimes it's not that they're lazy. It's they don't have a good way of of organizing their work to manage their time. That's not my problem. There's always a chance that they are preoccupied with a personal matter, too. We need to remember that life happens. They could be distracted by health issues or a family problem. Okay, I get that. I'll give you the break. But I'm saying about 90% of the times that they're just a shitty coworker and they suck at their job. Number 11. Don't say yes to projects that require your coworker to work at a full capacity. I'm not even reading that. No, I'm not reading it. If your coworker is chronically lazy and nothing or no one, not you, not your boss, has been able to make a difference, proactively work this into how you plan. When you're given a project where you, you'll all have to depend on your lazy coworker, factor their anticipated laziness into your schedule. Don't agree to a time frame that assumes they'll deliver, he adds. You can also use this as an opportunity to ask for more resources. For example, you can say, hey, boss, I'm afraid I won't be able to finish this project by June with the current resources. Your boss might respond, but you have Bob. Tell him, yes, but given the pace of Bob's work, I don't think we can deliver what we'll need in the time frame we'll need it. Best case, you'll get the resources you need. Worst case, you've implicitly raised the issue of Bob's performance with your boss and with your boss in a non-aggressive way. Boss, Bob's a fuck off. Fuck Bob. Give me somebody else. Somebody can do this shit. Bob sucks. <laughs> anyway, I hate all these situations, but they're real. That's like if you want to work in the in, in any kind of capacity with other people, especially corporate America, you're gonna have to deal with these suck ups. Suck up, suck asses, pieces of shit, whatever you want to call them. Maybe it's just the jobs I've had. I don't know. Whatever it is, I've learned to let it go. Say, screw it, go home at the end of my day and be done with it. There's no job security anymore and you can't trust anybody. So if you let it weight you down, you're just going to go bananas. You're going to go crazy and you're going to lose your mind. And you're going to end up looking like a dipshit like I have in the past. At least that's how I feel. Maybe it's just I've just had bad experiences. But it's happened so often. And it's like anything else. You know, you'll see it. You'll notice it unless you're just a blind idiot. You'll see it. Anyway, that's how I feel. It's maybe a little bit signal, cynical, but, you know. You know, and I often wonder what it's like you know, people tell me that they love their jobs. You know, and I have loved a job before, but it's been a long, long time. It seems like the older I get, um, the more at stake, the shittier people are. You, people are just shit. And this is what, you know, you're going to come across all these people in the workplace. You will come across it unless you work for yourself and you hire the people individually. 
yourself. Anyway, that's my lesson for this week. I hope you liked it. I don't know if it made any sense to you, but it got a little bit of shit off my chest. But anyway, I you know I don't know talking circles and I don't complete sentences because I'm halfway stupid myself. So without further ado, mm, let's change. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Somewhat current, stupid events. Uh, let's see. I found this recently um, <laughs> by. Let's see. The title of the article was "These People Think Drinking Turpentine Will Cure Any Disease." Found this. Uh, this article was written October twentieth, twenty seventeen, by David G. McAfee. McAfee, however you want to pronounce it. Let's see. Pseudoscientific beliefs are common when it comes to alternative medicine, and they often lead to harm. But this is. They often lead to harm, but this is incredible. Hundreds of people are drinking turpentine to cure just about every disease. This is for real, folks. There are more than 640 members of Parasites Cause All Diseases slash Turpentine Cure, a closed group on Facebook promoting the conception of highly toxic and and fatal solvent. The consumption of a highly toxic... Fatal song. I requested to join the group stating I've been sicker than usual lately and I heard this group could help. Once I was accepted, I saw something terrifying. Real people who have been consuming turpentine and experiencing horrible side effects were sharing their stories and seeking support. People here were people were hoping to cure everything from scabies to electromagnetic hypersensitivity, to herpes, to every ailment in between. One person posted that they were new to turpentine and attached a warning label saying saying it is not safe for internal, internal use. Of course, one of the commenters assured them that they are forced to do this by our corrupt FDA. Oh my God, this is worse than flat earthers. Oh, and I'm going to add a picture to the uh, website of where it says danger, harmful, or fatal if swallowed, uh, irritant to skin and eyes. Fucking morons. There it is, plain (laughs) plain as day. Harmful or fatal if swallowed. Another woman, Stephanie, was using turpentine and castor oil and began bleeding during bowel movements, as you'd expect. Here's a, let's see, what was her comment? OMG, third day on turpentine and castor oil following protocol. When I do eventually go to Lou slash poo doing enemas, what? lots of red liquid comes out. Is that is this normal? P.S. Not eating anything red. Or this fucking moron. <laughs> Listen, uh, Christian last name blocked out. Listen, to this idiot. Maybe old and damaged intestinal wall. No, maybe old and damaged intestinal wall is coming out. Don't worry. Good God. Anyway. Uh, the writer says, I discuss alternative medicines and other placebo therapies in my new book, 
No Sacred Cow, Investigating Myths, Cults, and the Supernatural. I'm going to get this damn book. You see that at the end there. Don't worry. Maybe <laughs> I'm bleeding out of my asshole. What, what's that? Maybe old and damaged intestine, intestinal wall coming out. Don't worry about it. You're fine. You're bleeding out of your asshole from drinking turpentine and castor oil. Fucking moron. Stephanie should be very worried. According to www.drugs.com, turpentine is highly toxic and fatal poisonings have been reported in children who have ingested as little as 15 milliliters of the material. Turpentine has been used for traditional self-medication in the United States and fatal poisonings have been reported in children who have ingested just as little as 15 milliliters of the material. Turpentine is among the most commonly ingested poisons among childhood cases reported to poison control centers. Turpentine can also irritate the respiratory pathways. A case reported a case report documents of a male 20 years of age treated with oxygen steroids and eventually intercoastal tubing drainage after turpentine induced chemical pneumonias. Pneumonitis. It evolved in bronchi uh bronco pleural bronchopleural fistula. Many he he got fucked up. Toxic effects of turpentine ingested include headache, insomnia, coughing, vomiting, hematuria, albinuria, and coma. Coma? Man, I'm going to put myself in a coma. <coughs> Excuse me. Turpentine is made from pine tree sap, so it appeals to the natural remedy crowd, but that doesn't mean it's safe. As Scott Guevara wrote, for science-based medicine, drinking it can cause a, leg, a lot of negative side effects, and no positive effects have been shown from this sort of treatment. As you might expect from poison from the poison ladle on the bottle of turpentine, consuming turpentine can cause hydrocarbon poisoning. As little as a single tablespoon of turpentine can be fatal to a child. Fatalities appear to be rare in adults from consumption, but turpentine can cause severe and even fatal lung inflammation if inhaled, in addition to heart arrhythmias. The CDC says turpentine is immediately dangerous to life or health. Even the vapor can irritate mucous membranes in the mouth, eyes, and nose. These aren't all people who drink turpentine or use it in enemas, as a home remedy, there are likely many more. In fact, members also spoke about other turpentine groups that are hard to get into because spy trolls like me. So this is a growing problem. and something not a lot of people are discussing. People will continue to resort to dangerous home remedies like this, like this one, as long as they distrust the scientific community. So I'm not expecting this blog post to change anything. I'm just hoping to draw more attention to this trend and give people information on the dangers of turpentine in case they're thinking about using it. Anybody thinking about using turpentine to heal shit, you're a moron. Put a gun to your head. It'll probably work better. (laughs) 
So he he finishes up the article. So one more time for people in the back. Don't put turpentine inside your body. Parentheses in any way whatsoever. Uh, and so to support my ongoing investigations and writing, please donate here. www.patreon.com David G. McAfee. Any amount helps. Stay skeptical. David G. McAfee. I can't believe that when I came across this article. A turpentine enema. Why am I bleeding out of my asshole? <laughs> when I do eventually go to the loo slash poo, doing enemas, lots of red liquid comes out. Is this normal? No, it's not at all. Bleeding out of your ass is not normal ever. Ever. And then this, and then the jackass replies, maybe old and damaged intestinal wall coming out. Don't worry. You know, it's people like this and flat earthers, just morons that just don't want to believe science. Or what's the other group? Um, Anti-vaxxers. You know. I saw this one comment one time from an anti-vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, whatever you want to call it. Well, we don't have black plague. We don't need it anymore. There's no black plague. There's no black death and this, that, and the other. And somebody commented, yeah, because of fucking vaccines, you moron. That's why that shit's not around anymore, you dumb fuck. People are just dumb, dumb, dumb. All right, I got a few minutes left. <laughs> so I'm going to, um, let's see how many I got here. I got a couple of more uh, one-star movie reviews off Amazon. I'll, I'll read them to you. Wrap this bitch up in a minute. All right, first review. This is the, the movie edition part two. Sausage Party, one out of five stars. Not good for kids. Not a kid, a kid movie. Yeah, no shit. Are you been living under a rock? Did you even see any of the previews or read anything about it before you rented it? You're the idiot. One out of five stars. Adults only. This should be given an X rating. It is strictly adult humor, not for kids. No shit. Didn't pay atten- attention to the rating or who was in it. Did you even preview it online? No. You're a buffoon. Anybody who thought my sausage party was a kid's movie just because it was a cartoon, you are a horrible parent, and you should be flogged. I'm sure your kids laugh their ass off. I laugh my ass off. I thought it was funny as shit. All right. The Intern with Robert De Niro. One out of five stars. Just typical structure of a fancy. What? Next one. One out of five stars. Obvious agenda and a terrible flick in general. <laughs> Somebody explain to me what this guy's trying to say. The first guy. Just typical structure of a fancy. One out of five stars. I'm smarter than everybody. Decode that. Obvious agenda and a terrible flick in general. I'm putting these two under. What in the hell are you trying to say? And who are you trying to impress? 
Jackass. <laughs> Couldn't get it to load. Would have liked to seen the movie. Daughter said it was great. So you give it a shit score because you couldn't get your shit to work. That tells me nothing about the movie. It tells me a whole lot about you being a moron, though. Uh, let's see. One out of five stars. Political. The movie focused too much on addressing societal. Sorry. There's a space there to screw me up. One out of five stars. Political. The movie focused too much on addressing societal issues rather than just having a good plot. I felt the movie poorly portrayed the stay-at-home mothers and all the hard work they do. Oh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I see here's what threw me. It was all punctuation. The movie focused too much, the wrong two, by the way, on addressing societal, next paragraph, issues, capitalized issues, rather than just having, go fuck yourself. Shut up, go fuck yourself, and learn how to work a fucking computer. Then maybe I won't think you're, no, you're, you're a moron. Piss off. Inside Out, the movie. One out of five stars. I don't remember receiving this. So give it a one star because you don't remember receiving it and you don't know how to spell. D-O-N-N, possibly T, possibly T, M-R-E-M, Ember, receiving this. Misspelled every word except for I in this. You're high as fuck. That's why you don't remember it. You're high. Well, inside out. It was, a, it was a corny movie, but, you know, don't give it a one star because you're a jackass. Secret, Lights of Life's, Secret Life of Pets. One out of five stars. All capital letters here. Not appropriate for young kids. Rented this for a fun family night for my animal-loving kids, and I was appalled by the amount of violence and peril. Abandoned pets only talking about killing their former owners. Big scary snakes. Lots of animals in peril from falling, drowning, being caught, car crashes with actual fire. The previews and the ratings are extremely misleading. It's a fucking cartoon, lady. If you're a guy, then you're a bitch. This has got to be a lady. No, not even a lady. A moron broad. Appalled by the amount of fake violence and peril. It's a cartoon, for Christ's sake. Abandoned pets openly talking about killing their former owners. Big scary snakes. Lots of animals in peril from falling, drowning, being caught. Car crashes with actual fire. What the hell? People are just fucked up. One out of five stars. Warning. Again, all caps. Warning. Not for young children. Very misleading. This movie was very misleading. The previews, like Zootopia, make it look like a kid's movie and filled with humor, but it's not. Their first 25 minutes are fine, but then it turns very dark. There's an o- <laughs> there's open talk about murder and killing people, and it's very dark for my young children. My children are four and seven. Pets, be- pets call each other idiots and stupid constantly. 
which I understand some people may dismiss, but I do not wish for my children to speak like that to anyone. I wish I could have my have my time and money back. I watch this with my wife and son, and unless you have a kid living on a rock and sheltered like a little freak, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't understand people like this. My children are four and seven. The words idiot and stupid are just horrible. Horrible. And you know what your kids are going to be into in the next few years, especially the seven-year-old. Give it a couple of years. Why, why shelter your kids from idiots and stupid? And, and it turns very dark. It's open to talk about murder and killing people. <laughs> it's a weird, real world, honey. I have no idea what these people talk. I don't understand it. I don't get it. You're weird. You need help. You need help. Help these people. Anyway, that was short. God damn. Not for young children. Very misleading. Well, if you're another thing, if your children is sheltered as I, sheltered as I think they are, then went right over their heads. You don't have anything to worry about. Mm-mm-mm. What is the world coming to? Anyway, I'm out. I'm going to end this. Thank you for listening to episode eight of Dealing with Stupidity. Please, please, for questions and comments, episode ideas, or just tell me to go to hell, please email me at dwstupidity at gmail.com. Go to my website, dealingwithstupidity.com. Head over to the contact page where you can follow me on Twitter at DWStupidity. Please say hi. Tell me what's up. I'd like to, you know, know what you like to hear or anything. Insults are fine, too. Remember, only you can prevent stupidity from spreading. Anyway, thank you for dealing with my stupidity. And... I hope you guys have a safe week. Hopefully I'll have this out the new normal time on Wednesday. If not, I'm sorry. It might be late. Um, Until next time, thank you. Have a great week and be safe, people.